Good morning. Yes, we are out here at the Cheney Care Center, and I am sitting next to the woman on the front page of the Spokesman Review this morning. This is Flossie Dickey, and check it out, folks. We got her her very own Good Day Spokane coffee mug. She is enjoying some coffee this morning because, Flossie, you say you're a little tired this morning. Is that right? I am tired. She is very tired. That's actually, I heard, your favorite activity to do at the center here is to take, take a little nap. Take a nap many times as I can. As many times as she can, she likes to take, uh, take a nap. You sound like a very busy lady. Later today, Flossie's family is going to be coming out here to throw you a big birthday party. Are you excited for your party? Not one bit. <laughs> you would rather be taking a nap, huh? Uh, oh Flossie, the people on TV want to know what the secret is to being able to live so long. I don't know. I don't fight it. I live it. She doesn't fight it, she lives it. Her favorite thing, according to her family, is to sit down and have some whiskey straight up. There you go, some whiskey straight up. I also heard you enjoy an occasional piece of pie. So, Flossie, happy 110th birthday. You do the math. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Welcome, loyal listeners, to the 2023 Updates episode. We physically knew that you would psychically know that it was important for you to click on this episode in order to change your life. Since we are about halfway through the year 2023, we thought we would dedicate an entire episode to catching up with each other and with our paranormal interests. The big news is that Tim turned 40, which is big enough to warrant a discussion, not to mention all of the exciting new developments in this truthfully odd world of ours. In this episode, we talk about the ecology of souls, lucid dreaming, getting old, remote viewing, UFO of God, UAP updates, the alien egregore theory, David Grush's recent revelations, UFO recovery, the men who stare at goats, circling Waldo, the linearity of consciousness, and we even dip our toes into the consequences of chasing pigs. To name but a few of the topics we cover of this special updates episode of Against All Oddities. Welcome to Against All Oddities, uh, where we talk about weird, crazy, strange, the odd, the paranormal, definitely UAPs, and sometimes things that we just think are weird. I'm youngest brother, Tim. I am uh, middle brother, Chris. I'm Nate. Yeah, so, I, I mean, we will be talking about getting old this episode. I mean, Tim, you turned 40, so maybe let's go with Nate for What have you been up to? Like, what, do you, what outside of just, like, our topic or theme of this week, with just, like, life? Oh, all kinds, kinds of crazy stuff. I um, quit my job. Nice. Uh, which is big cool. Deal. So, big deal. Big deal. Last day is uh, this Friday, but I, I left on good terms and, you know, I can even go back. I have several awesome. off, several offers, but, um, you know, I in uh, my negotiations with my current job, I decided uh, and a friend of mine poisoned my mind with the thought of taking the summer off. So I'm <laughs> going to 
take the summer off and uh, awesome. work on some projects. My one one thing I'm going to work on is getting through the tome, uh, which is Thomas Campbell's My Big Toe, which nice. is uh, it's the. Uh, uh, We've it's talked a, about it on previous yeah, episodes. Yeah, what, I, what is I, it, what is it about? The podcast. This guy, it's his, it's uh, a physicist version of reality. And he ties together philosophy, physics, and metaphysics. So he's a scientist. Uh, and he was also later, of course, like if I'm reading it, one of Monroe's buddies. But he was the scientific basic basis. And that's kind of what like spooled into a lot of the other research studies and stuff and he's a super smart guy and, and the way he makes it work is um you know kind of baby steps you into it and you're like oh yeah this is it and he yep. and, and i see here on a lot of paranormal podcasts like there's just something that ties it all together all the paranormal things what is it he tells you almost in the first sentence of like what reality <laughs> awesome. actually is and this is not joseph campbell this is thomas campbell uh, yeah tom campbell joseph campbell's like my one of my favorite lecturer ever yeah you know, it's just so good but uh so i so over the next two months i'm going to finish that book because i basically read like five pages a night and fall asleep when Another was the last thing, time you uh when was the last time you had a summer off ever i don't know i was teaching i you know i taught oh, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. you know what I, re I remember early in my career when i was a teacher it was funny i had um uh by the end of the summer i was wearing a bathing suit because it had underwear built in i had shaved <laughs> i remember that cut my hair Christ, i had like <laughs> the same t-shirt on for like three weeks and I, were, I i remember for whatever reason i was in the post office and somebody saw me like either a parent or, or another teacher somebody they're like mr carroll is like no fuck at me <laughs> you know and like backed into the shadows i'm picturing uh the uh, the Dracula, uh, where where he's like, you can't do not see me. Yeah. <laughs> when he's you like do, a monster. Do not see me. Yeah. The... No, do not see me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I put a tie on or something, it'd be like, see me now. See me now. Yeah, That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, but your tie would be like a polo shirt with minimal sweat stains. Yes. Uh, Lucid dreaming's been really good. You know, we had that dream episode a while ago. That yeah, night, I had that. an awesome uh, lucid dream, and a couple nights ago, I did. They keep getting more and more vivid. And I, 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 in what a weird secret I think that we didn't talk about. And here's a little update I'll give you: is um, I don't try as hard, and it seems yeah. to come easier. Like, I mean, I think that that's universal. I think. But like, you just across get, systems. Oh yeah, everything. No matter like what. The it more is. you try, like the worse it is. It's like. You got to flow, man. You got to flow. I think I was like straining while I was going to sleep. But instead, if you like set your intention gently, it's way easier and, and just keep it up and not expect something every night. Yeah, the, the, that's about it. Well, you're building a Viking long shed in your backyard. I have so many projects. I, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, how did you skip over that? I'm coming up to help specifically to put a roof on a structure you're building. In two months, I get a re-roof, three buildings, glaze 17 windows uh reglaze 17 windows and add 100 feet of uh fence to the yard and do push-ups and read my big toe i i mean that's a pretty intense summer man i do nothing that's why you, you do my life is kinds trash. Of stuff. It is you, have the biggest, just... you have the biggest update out of anybody i had a kid no one told me that it's hell on earth we told like, you a thousand times you just didn't believe yeah. no you lie you Everyone lived lies. it you saw us <laughs> with our kids you don't I like see. how Chris for for the past you don't see nine years. Nate and I have been commiserating and cracking jokes. Like you, you get to sleep till noon. 
I, I was lucky to get four hours of sleep last night. I don't sleep. Nobody sleeps. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. And now you're not sleeping. And you're like, why didn't anybody tell me? But you no, see, you, you, know you waited too long. And now you're I used to sleep. You're too oh, used oh, to sleep. Haven't, no, you know this. what, though? Honestly, uh, the sleep is not the problem. Like, I yes, get, it is. You see, okay. you not, but it is. It is a big piece of the problem. <laughs> the problem is I, I feel like newborns, and no one tells you this because I don't spend a lot of time with newborns, are feral animals that you've invited into your house. I will say, here, let's get, um, let's get real deep. We'll get real deep real fast. I felt that same way for a little while when our son was born, and I regret not overcoming it at the time. And I've talked to Nate about this before too. It's it's when you're in the thick of it, it's it's frustrating, it's hard. Ever in this this thing came into your life and completely 180'd your life to what what was awesome. Yeah. And suddenly, boom, monkey wrench. And it's just everything's different. Everything yeah. is hundred percent different. It was, you know, it was fine, but but it gets, I didn't mean to it, you. It, it is, wasn't fine. It is a good thing. It's yeah. and you will look back on it and and with doting eyes. Yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, I don't want to make this a baby thing. The only other thing I was doing, you know, I'm working a lot. I'm reading the ecology of souls, a new mythology of the death and the paranormal volumes one and two by uh, what's his name? Joshua Cutchin. He, they, I think he was, they used to one with like UFOs, uh, like aliens and like the Fae, like Falians. Yeah. Guy. That was a great yeah. uh, part of that uh, podcast. By the yeah. Way. It's, like, it's, it's a cool, like the first, the first volume of ecology of souls, a new mythology of death, the paranormal. It's kind of definitely more of the research one. Like he had to get it all out of the way. And then the second volume is kind of where it opens up and gets a little bit more fun, but I definitely recommend it. It's pretty good. Uh, okay. Tim, you turn 40. Um, I turned 40. How do you feel? How do you feel? Um, what was it like? What happened? I mean, you've been there. We should have. I don't remember it. it. So (laughs) I'll say, I'll start with before the 40 thing. So I, I signed up for a full marathon to run in here in Roanoke. It was the Blue Ridge, which is supposedly one of the hardest because it has the most elevation change and up and down mountains and stuff. I, I did minimal training, but some, and I think I played did we play it on the podcast? I ran into coyotes like twice, but I never saw them. I just heard them screech screaming. It was all pretty creepy. We'll play, yeah, we it. About we'll play it right now. Talk- it's so creepy. <laughs> we talked about it, but we didn't play yeah, it. So. so imagine that noise at 5.15 in the morning and it's completely black and dark. And I had a, I have like one of those insane flashlights it's like chonky and weighs five pounds and it's advertised as twelve thousand lumens so i was hoping that would be enough of a weapon to just shine them if all they came i did out. was show you their eyes <laughs> right now it, it so, showed you them where you were yeah it exactly a strobe function so i felt like that was my safety so it could be like <laughs> during the coyote <laughs> attack okay with that absolutely okay with that <laughs> It's like Blade, and then you can like. Body That's literally slam. what I was thinking was Blade, uh, <laughs> but the um, the blood scene in the first. <laughs> yeah, nice. God, I love Blade so much. It's so good. But you ran the marathon and it got canceled. Kinda, the I rain. did not. I did not run the marathon. It you got did. You canceled. ran. Half you ran the, how far did you run? How many times did you train before you ran that? What did you call? What did you call your training method for running a marathon, Tim? Run into have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raw dog. You call it. You said you raw dog the marathon. You raw dog marathons, which is running a marathon without training. 
It is amazing. Yeah, you've always done that. When I was marathon training in my 20s, and I would like, I, I was running like 90 to 100 miles a week. Like it was really deep Tim training. Too. And then Tim, Tim was like, Can I run with you? I was like, Dude, I'm running 12 miles today. This is my like, this is my like low day. It's going to be like a 12 mile. And you're like, Whatever. I was like, when was the last time Tim you ran? You're like it. high school. And you not only kept up with me, like you like made it look, you like were running faster and then you you completed it. Although I will say the next day you were completely ruined. Your toe yeah, looked terrible yeah, too. But like, you were able to do long. it, you know? And I was like, I've been working for a year to get up to this. And you just like fucking wrong. Yeah, but it. also when I did that, Chris, I was 150 pounds. That's true. When I did this one, I was 200 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I want to say also um, Tim with meditation we had uh, the, the cousin Lake weekend and I have the Muse meditation device which is an EEG yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, lets you meditate uh, or what you it's like uh, you get to it, visualize you, what you're yeah, well, it sounds doing. like it, it's biofeedback so you'll hear louder gentle rain if if you're not meditating and we're having a contest kind of to see who could clear their mind Tim Puts it on, it's like 90%. Like he like maxes it out without even... It was trying. 93%. 93% with all these kids around them and stuff. Is is it is there a certain point when you being really good at that is not a skill you, you want to advertise? Like like that Beavis and Butthead episode. Was that like, was hilarious. Yeah, that's what triggered the inspiration to uh, look into remote viewing more. But yeah, because... I, yeah. I will brag. I think Nate got... Um, you were in the 30s. And then Isaac got 43%. And then that's, I got the 93. And nice. I, will t- I will tell the magic trick uh, to what I thought was, and I, I pretended I was on the forest movement of indoor. Nice. And all the noise around me were Ewoks trip chirping and <laughs> dubbing their dance or whatever. And I was just staring at the fire. That's good. You and know, they always say in meditation, like meditating within the dream is like the strongest meditation. So you're probably yeah. triggering a lucid dream and then meditating because you're always tired. Well, the uh you get these bird sounds, the the better you're doing, and they get louder, and yeah. um you trigger X amount of birds, and I was at like 120 birds sounds some or something. Stupid amount of birds. That's oh, awesome. I kept hearing the birds and I was counting them in my head and I was like, I can't be relaxed. I'm too busy counting. The- Ooh, there's another bird. Anyway, <laughs> just like staring at the fire, whatever. It's you know, that in my brain. But you, you've also work. been doing a lot of remote viewing. Say more about that. I think that's so, kind of cool because you've you've been doing pretty good at it. It looks I'll like. Get, yeah. So I I'm terrible that. So, at that app, Tim. Terrible. I, I am too. So here's the oh, thing. I'm good at the app, but I'm just good at guessing 50 50, I think. I don't think I'm actually remote viewing. <laughs> so to explain that, so remote viewing is separate from AP and from um, astral projection, a- astral projection, uh, lucid dreaming, and all that. Yeah, and remote. It's, it's not even meditation. You can find it's, out by listening to our episode on remote viewing. Yeah, and the uh, Joseph McMonagall, I dare say, is the uh, reigning champ of all three of those things, or whatever. But the um, there's a subreddit on reddit called remote viewing uh that's worth checking out but they what they do is a weekly uh challenge and they give you a name like r360297 and then you have a week and then after a week they will just reveal the picture it's not a contest or anything it's just to see how close you can get and if you want they'll front load you with not a location or location to try to like direct it a little bit oh i haven't tried that so i did 
I've done it a couple times. And so it's, uh, I get hits on that where I get close. I get the same shape or what I've noticed that you do. If you just you get really close, I'll, t- I'll do Dude. this for like five minutes max. And then sometimes it's just a minute because you see a shape, you try to sketch it out, but I noticed I'm getting better or more hits with the, with, um, writing words down. Yeah. So you get a shape, and if you if you focus on the shape, your brain's going to start. That looks Filling like a pizza. Enough. It's yeah. a pizza hut. It's a pizza hut. It's shaped like. And so instead of chasing shapes, you just do the initial one, and then write words: hot, alone, uh, windy, sand, like just stuff like that. And then it, it just helps tie it together. Yeah, because it wasn't a pizza; it was a pyramid, you know, it, 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 or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to miss what it is, but you might get the vague shapes of it. And then there was one, one of them was like, this is for advanced people. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted to take a crack at this. I'm not advanced, but I wrote the word aerial and some lights. And I wrote, uh, I drew a picture of this thing that it was like, I thought it was a person shape, but looking back, I drew a fucking alien and I kept <laughs> writing split and then putting a line in front of the figure. And then I put separate split amicable, but separate. And then I drew a person on the other end of the paper and then I sent it in and, and the like moder- buildings and stuff. Yeah. And the buildings and things and platforms. And I, I feel like I fucking nailed that you one. You killed it, man. You really it, killed it. It wasn't just a, a, a picture. It was a location and an event. But the reason the moderator was kind of snippy was um, the, the thing was to, it was a picture of a, of lights in the sky of a UFO essentially that was seen over a military base and a picture of the military base. Um, I, Tim I, essentially drew a military base and lights in the sky and like all those words. Uh, so yeah, Tim, you were, like, the you were also show. like masculine, like army guys, essentially. Like you're like masculine dudes, like authority split. Like, I mean, it was really good. And even I the guy, really the, the moderator who was not pleased that you were not a novice and not advanced was like, Though it does look like you have correct information or whatever, right? They're like, it looks like you got the uh, the location, but not the question, because the the question wasn't draw a picture of this. It was what's going on inside of that craft inside. But of the I lights. feel like they you wanted, got like, that. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think you bought your Willy Wonka ticket to the remote viewing society because yeah. you like successfully like a hundred percent hit a remote view target off of a serial number. You just didn't understand what they actually wanted because apparently maybe they all could remote view, so they knew what the target was. They wanted the information you can't see uh, from the uh, information, which is what's actually happening on the in the aerial phenomenon, which is that is advanced. But um, I think I think you proved yourself more than a novice. But see, I'll also say it's it's um, it's not something you I can control or do good because there's an app. And if anybody's interested, it's, uh, it's called uh, RV, RV tournament. tournament. It's free. And all it is, is they, uh, you, you draw on your phone based on a number and then you slide over there and you choose one of two pictures. And then oh, a day later you find out if you were close and you bet how confident you are. I've gotten nine of those wrong in a row. Uh, and oh i haven't checked today's i've actually never gotten it wrong <laughs> but i think i've gotten yeah, it wrong every time but the picture i'll draw will be like a circle with a line through it in a cloud or something and then the actual thing is like uh pomeranian like it's never i've never right. even um it's I'm, like I get not, choose off. the two pictures i'm like 
It's it's neither. It's neither of those, or it could be both. But say also, what could be happening is you're choosing, or I'm choosing the the picture that I'm going to select. So you get hits yeah, off yeah, of yeah, one yeah. of the pictures, and it's because it's the one I'm going to choose. Yeah, uh, it is absolutely nothing to do with the one that's labeled. Yeah, so I, I I think that's really smart. That's a really that's... smart way to look at it, Tim. So yeah. the um outside of that, also I'm gonna um I don't like my... that. You know, now that you say it, like choose the which picture you want. Because well, yeah, how do you you're, know, feeding, I mean, you're feeding because the whole idea behind it is you have to see the picture because you're kind of feeding yourself in the past. But... Right. And you're trying you're tying a label to a picture. And it's it's uh I yeah. feel like the weekly mm -hmm. one is way better because you get a week to do it and no choices. I like that. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, the so choices because to me it's a it's really more about that playing cards. It. Like yeah. I look at the two choices and I have a greater than um average guessing at those i but my, yeah. my my remote viewing sucks like i'm yeah. my drawing looks nothing like either of those pictures so then i just guess which of those two pictures is the correct one and i'm better at that tim nailed it in our um uh, the woody yeah. woodpecker the woody no, woodpecker i, I, I listened to got... that today i listened to that episode today yeah i think and, tim's uh, got the is the remote viewer of the three of us for sure i'm trying so i think it's the ability to dissociate and it's not a great thing for day to day <laughs> i guess <laughs> just wait but, for the cia to call you get get matt in here get some nsa hookups to... yeah uh so we'll get to that in a minute too so uh the book i'm reading is called ufo of god too which mm -hmm. is oh, i can't wait to get that from you i'll give it to you chris bledsoe is a guy from north carolina he was raised baptist and uh well actually converted from protestant to baptism when he got married all the stuff is similar to Joseph McNomical. He's uh he almost he got shot when he was a kid by a shotgun. He's fallen through stuff. He uh has come across his first wife at twenty. He happened to find her car and he could the person was so disfigured he couldn't recognize who it was and held them until he they died, and then later he found out that was his wife. Oh god. Uh and that was when he was twenty. He remarried, mm -hmm. he had all this stuff, all these health issues. But then, uh, and he says this is 100% true, and I'm about halfway through the book, so I won't go through the whole thing, but he, he was camping, he, didn't, he was fishing with his son and three other guys, like rough construction guys, and he just went on a walk in the woods, and then when he came back, the fire was completely out, and he had been gone 10 minutes, but the, everybody was out looking for him. Um, they lost he, time. Yeah, he lost a ton of time, but what he saw was this giant burning football-sized uh floating thing and then he saw two more so he saw three of these ufos and he got scared and tried to run and one of them was clearly what he thought was in charge and followed him and then eventually he got back to the group and it had been four or five hours his son was uh paralyzed in a bush mumbling trying like, like barely got him because he saw one of the things and just couldn't move Whoa. And they they and it wasn't like they they saw it and uh, um, it disappeared. The thing chased all five of the guys in a truck for an extended period of time. That's really and interesting. Where where was this? In North Carolina. This is in North Carolina because yeah. uh, I have. Been, I mean, I keep telling your story, but I I uh, I've been listening to it in my in my twilight hour baby watching i listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts and there's a whole uh i love the podcast euphemet um just kind of like a docu-series of like paranormal events and they're talking about skinwalker ranch out west yeah. and like 
he was interviewing this guy who knows the property and he described a very similar thing where like you would see these like smaller lights in the woods and uh they they would occasionally chase you but like they move way too fast and like the, like the anyway it just the what you just described reminded me of a story from skinwalker ranch well, keep, keep going so what's this book about but it's i mean that happened to him and then yeah. he, he told people and he essentially he became like the pariah or whatever of yeah. the town got kicked out of his church and nobody wanted to deal with them he was freelance construction uh, he couldn't get any jobs or building things and uh he had to move back home which was a trailer in the middle of 30 acres or something and then he's he had encounters with the beings that were like talking to him and stuff and eventually and i heard an interview but i haven't gotten to this in the book they take him off planet whoa and then uh to him he compares it to not just the bible but all religions but he he doesn't see them as alien he thinks this is what angels were described in the bible yeah sure the more yeah. he reads the Bible, the more he compares it to these beings. Well, I mean, and that's like yeah. with the book I'm reading too, it's like the failing. It's like insert whatever mythological or religious like archetypes over this kind of like experience. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course they would think like aliens were angels or if you went to another culture that they were like spirits or like, or like Fae, you know what I mean? Or another culture and they would be like, well, those are the, the, oxen of odin or something yeah. you know what i mean like should, should we should this is a good transition to like a uap update because yeah it's so the it's right huge now. in the news right now i'm just picturing like the newspaper spinning around so you had this guy the whistleblower gresh came out and said the government's been covering up ufos forever and then there's a slew of other whistleblowers that are popping up everywhere saying yes it's true and I have to tell you my theory of why this is, and it goes back to more of a, a new agey woo-woo idea of mine, and that's that manifestation is real in all of yeah. us teenagers in the 90s, all the nerdy Inven teenagers watching X-Files over and over again and like, make this happen! And millions yeah. of these nerds the, this from is the what 90s. They, the Agore, uh, like thing where like it's basically a poltergeist like yes. uh, group we, group projection manifested we created, it. we created the thing that we yes. all wanted all the nerdy teenagers from the 90s like watching david Duchovny like find aliens or whatever like oh this has to be true i wish this were true so bad in the hologram universe or whatever we live in was like, I guess it's going to take me a while. Here, here you go. <laughs> and and yeah. it took 25 years later, it spits it out. I, you I go, asshole. Anybody listening probably already knows the story, but a quick nickel version is this guy has super high clearance. He's like a G16 or what, E16 or something in the government. And he was in charge of the UAP task force in yeah. some way, shape or form. And then um, he's saying there is an international treaty from an unoverwatched, like the government does not oversee this group. It is a separate unto itself, yep. but with somehow tied to the government that all agreed to keep this secret. Uh, and he is coming out and that they found both uh, partial and complete crashed you non yeah, they say 12 made, approximately well non-terrestrial non intelligence or an nte not terrestrial yeah, non intelligence 
Uh, so a mysterious universe did a whole thing on this thing and they go pretty deep into it and i'm not sure where they get their information from and sometimes they annoy the crap out of me but they also do good stuff sometimes i listen to them every single i know you do but they had a whole episode of this and they're deep in that that they say that um he said that we have not no one has been able to reverse engineer any of them yet i hope not but they've been able to reverse engineer in a way that this is actually intellectual copyright stuff so like how did we come up with cell phones how did we start doing you know like that there's a lot of money in trying to reverse engineer it but that no one has actually been able to reverse engineer any of the crash because it's just kind of beyond us Uh, Uh, weird gonna happen they're gonna open up the the Tic Tac, and it's gonna be fucking Bill Gates or something. And well, so no. Mad. So there, no. there's another. There's a couple other stories to that. Uh, we'll go back. The first one, right? The first recovery was a 1933 crash in Italy that the Vatican covered up, and then after uh, the end of World War II, the Vatican got that UFO to the United States. And then another crazy thing is that there's a. Um, the story of these two two researchers that went into one, and even though the saucer, flying saucer thing was about 30 feet in diameter, inside was about 100 yards in diameter on the inside. Uh, so, and they got super, yes, exactly. And they got super sick when they were in there, but it was this giant inside thing, which is kind of crazy, because now all of a sudden you're like, maybe those little, spheres that we're seeing everywhere yeah 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 yeah. only 13 feet across maybe because you have you understanding of physics to distort space-time maybe the inside is like a luxury jetliner right but the outside is this little sphere that's like floating around yeah they're saying they've seen football field sized ones yes yep oh uh, and then i mean there's all kinds of stuff coming out i really i'm glad it's past the ridicule i think it's still there and yeah. it will be for a while. Well, that's I, what the, the that's what the magical I, universe was saying that I liked was they're saying that one one of them kept asking like, well, why why call them UAPs? Why why do we have to do, call them UFOs? And they're like, it's a class thing. Like if you once like UFOs are for dumb rednecks who get abducted in a cow field. Like all these military like straight laced dudes who get clearance they have like a class thing they they needed a term that they could use and feel like isn't getting going to get ridiculed well, so the uap yeah, kind of allows them the mental space and i do think it's a really interesting thing that i i feel like the military really needs to start vetting and letting in people that aren't just super materialistic like right-brained like i mean and well, i'm saying hey, that not, they used I, to i know remember. like it's like that's what i mean like get a couple people in there and be like look at this from like a sigh like <laughs> like point of view and not just like a super materialist and i don't say this as a as a, a bad thing it's just a type of person to really excel in the military at this level is someone who's super organized who's super like right brain oriented super task oriented super like the world is this thing that i you know and not the kind of new age <laughs> version one other thing is there's a qu- interview that i sent you guys it was hard to hear it was from i think 2001 or two it was a 1997 crash case and yeah, yeah. I, I think that was chilly and it was an ex-air force guy and he and his sergeant kind of happened upon this plane crash but it yeah. was a, and he was saying it was it was odd because it was this saucer like thing that was jammed into the rock and it had he drew pictures of it and stuff 
but he was crazy because he could hear the people inside or whatever they like were a inside. Talk. They were telepathically. Yeah, they were like, we like, won't we hurt you. Help. Please help us. We need help, but we're not here to hurt you. Please don't, you know. And, and he said, the weird thing is the light was hitting it, but it wasn't casting a shadow, but he could see it. And here is my theory, because you also have that Vegas UFO thing that happened this week. Yeah. And once you see it, everyone sees it. It's kind of like hypnosis, too. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Or circling it, Waldo. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now in our society is that that inflection of like seeing the boat in the harbor or whatever that we've talked about in the past. Is, is there an expression circling Waldo? Like I knew immediately what you meant, but that's just being like once you see where Waldo is, you can't unsee where Waldo yeah, is. I have uh, I've never said that in my life. No, it's this called a- uh, Chris and Tim. That's now a TNC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a TNC. TNC. No, I mean that's what that's what I mean. Like that sounds like that's one of those like expressions that like everyone immediately identifies, but also yeah, yeah. Like once you point out Waldo, you can't unsee Waldo. Maybe you can't after a while. Like Waldo is out of the. And so you have objective science and everything. And at the time, you know everything's subjective. You know all experiences are subjective. We're all seeing, even though we all agree that that's orange or red or whatever. We're all seeing a different frequency, like our brains interpreting it a little differently. But we're just objectively labeling well, that's it. Different right. I also things. think so many different things. Whether you're into like occult or paranormal or magic or religion or uh, remote viewing or Nate's AP stuff all of it is intention based and i've i'm learning that more and more and more of if you just apply the right frequency and set your your radio to the right thing then you know that's why i think like success comes or because people even the business guys that could give a shit what's in the sky is they just care about the stock market i mean just like nine out of ten things it's like just it really matters like and is intention job right like like so many people go through day to day i mean right me right now a hundred percent right like i'm gone like i have no intention ever right like i'm just trying to make it through the survival day. it's survival it's like a survival thing and i think as a species we're really good at getting wrapped up in survival but as soon as you start kind of living with it doesn't even have to be like i'm an intentional being like it's not like it's not every second of the day but like if you wake up and do like an intentional thing or set your mind to do an intentional thing a day like you're just gonna like go it's gonna be crazy but it's hard to just even like immediately make a decision like do i really care what i'm gonna eat for lunch you know what i mean it's like every decision is energy and we have so little energy or at least i don't well there's some autopilot <laughs> stuff and then you have autopilot to like, is real i think yeah. but it's like a, it's like contagious and i think social media is not making that any better no it's t- definitely terrible well, stay Maybe, off of it well that no, that, no no no. i know i mean well, for real but that might be why just stay on the spooky side of it at least the, the ufos and stuff you're seeing more of as well so you have the one part like somebody saw the note cloud that doesn't move and now everyone's saying it and then the other part of it can be like uh, are we progressing at a point where it's it's at that like stage where people are like society is turning like AI is we're on the cusp of like a weird transition for AI the birth of AI maybe things are showing up to see the the birth of a new civilization. <laughs> yeah, AI, I, I like that. I like that as a theory. Like it's just like a channel on the universe. It's like oh, do you want to see this really dumb species like? 
kind yeah, of a boring yeah. channel they kind of do the same thing they're super materialistic and they kind of just kill each other yeah, even like they, they have are TV about to get ai themselves. do you want to eat get some popcorn and watch what happens so, <laughs> so where like, are they where the back where the yeast and the brew for the alcohol maybe yeah. you know maybe that's i also i also think i mean i believe in aliens i think there's all sorts of crazy stuff out there but i also think there's a lot less out there than should be and so i think we are actually probably more interesting like it's not just Star Wars or something where like, oh, we're just one of billions of species that are sentient and they don't even care about us because we're so dumb. I think we're actually probably a, a like a really popular channel on the Universal TV oh. show. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I, I don't think there's that many species of aliens. Yeah, text. like we're Travis said about all the UFO stuff is that no one wants their favorite channel to get canceled. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. but, I, but i mean that like i i mean i just feel like if there was a really a bustling uh universe we would have a lot more evidence i i do think there's obviously stuff out there but i i, I do think that we're probably a pretty good show on that channel and oh. like ooh, there's uh this the end of the season is going to be good because <laughs> that's when ai comes through and it's gonna really wreck season you know, 20. No, we're more <laughs> like, we're, in, we're lost episode, season seven right now. Yeah, How many exactly. seasons were there? Five? I don't know. We're the last season of All lost. right, so I'm joking, but I'm kind of not at the same time. So we jumped the shark with COVID, right? The whole world, it changed everything. It changed yep. everything. I feel but, like we jumped the shark for a lot of other reasons. Well, I feel like yeah, we just jumped the shark as a species. Here's what I mean. COVID brain fog is real. And yeah. even though it makes you forgetful and tired and depressed, it kind of might maybe turn off the filter to UAP. Oh, yeah. I like mm -hmm. that as a theory, too. Like COVID, and I don't think, I wouldn't say like, oh, aliens gave us COVID. I don't like that. But I do like the idea of like this disease that's very common for our species and our planet, like accidentally undid the brainwash where we can't see the right. it might, hey it might not have been an accident either right no, it that's true. Just to the next uh level the next well that's level what that's what uh, we weren't doing it so have you had... seen they live for god's sake these are covid was the sunglasses yeah well no yeah. i mean so that's that's what uh what's it i mean again mysterious universe mentions it briefly um and about like how that these aren't accidents that the technology that we're retrieving are like more gifts to us like you just happen to find the formula for aluminum you know? yeah, oh, right. uh, oh oh transparent aluminum yeah but, yeah exactly from star trek there's the... more than one faction <laughs> it could be the same species more than one faction and they don't like each other yeah yeah Real, that was the that... whole point of that uh tom delange book series is there are different aliens there's like insectoid aliens and these other ones and the russians are and some of them are kind of teamed up with one from those technologies and then the u.s has different ufo technologies and they're all kind of like competing in this like weird right, that explain the wrecks and stuff that's their turmoil and then we're just sort of there yeah but we're like the the monkeys like if it's like a world war ii island we're the monkeys, and then like some Japanese sub wrecked on one side, and like a U.S. ship wrecked on wrecked the other on the side, other. and all the monkeys. There's only a couple survivors, but all the monkeys have grenades now. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> or right. flamethrowers so depending on who us. got what. You know, one of them might need us at some point, and so they can uh, expose themselves, which maybe they did to the government, and we're helping them fight. That's Good, all yeah, that's part. That's yeah. what, that's the Tom Delonge theory. 
Okay, so we've been talking for a while, just catching up uh, with our listeners, uh, or catching up with us as we are catching up with each other, uh, talking about all sorts of stuff. But let's 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 cut to the chase. Let's get to the matter at hand, which is Nate has been forty for a little while. I have been forty for a little less, but a little while. And now Tim has joined our ranks. Uh, I don't know what was that like. I mean, I, so I turned forty not that long ago. Uh, I'm not that much older. I, I, I really took American beauty to heart. You know, you know what I mean? Like I was really afraid of a midlife crisis as like a teenager. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to choose the business. I'm not going to choose the suit and tie. I'm going to be a radical, cool kid who like does art and music so that I don't have a midlife crisis. Cause I'll have no regrets. And then I turned 40. I was like, it's a fucking trap. There's no way around it. When you turn 40, you're going to have a midlife crisis because you'll just regret the others. Like, I wish I had gone to school for something other than art. You know what I mean? Like, like if you go, if you do the MA, the MBA, like I have a really square life because it's practical. You'll have so many regrets. If you do the exact opposite, also regrets. Like there's no way you're going to turn 40 and not like think back. So if you haven't turned 40 yet, get ready. You're screwed. Uh, yeah, because right. I thought I was going to be fairly prepared for it. I mean, I don't, I was kind of joking a little bit just now. Like I, I was You're supposed to be in your career full fledged and have a family and, you know, be established. Yeah. I was in, none, I mean, you I'm know in, what you're I'm doing. None of those 40, you know, it doesn't you know matter. It's like, it's your, it doesn't. No, no. It's your meat spaceship. You're just having fun. Right. Like it's all, I agree. you're playing the game of Tim. You're playing the game of Chris. You know, it's it, it's good. Like it, it's <laughs> no, no, good. no, and I'm fine now. I, I it was really just like, it was just like a moment. Well, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, because I had I went through a lot of like the major life stuff in my twenties, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, it's not. I I feel like my forty was different. It, you know, I and I mm-hmm. my immaturity helps like maturity level i'm probably like in my late 20s early 30s (laughs) in my mid 40s right now so it's not not a big deal and and temp you know 40s the new 39 it's okay yeah i guess it's uh age is just a number and it's yeah i guess but it's a milestone it's always the milestones that are reflective and that's like am i doing okay is the question and if you're 38 you're like well i still have two years i'm yeah i can still figure it out so if you're 40 six i'm sure you're like well i got four years till i'm 50 no i'm I'm like you you can be your mid 40s until you're 48 so so. i got (laughs) i did i got weirdly existential for a couple of weeks beforehand and i didn't want anything i didn't want a party i didn't want presents i just wanted to hang out with uh alicia and the kids and just have like cake but then like we had a lot of parents in the area and a lot of stuff. So it ended up being perfect. It worked out because uh, it was stressful to me to think of a party with a bunch of friends. Cause then I'm, I'm worried about the house. I'm worried about the kid's bedtime. If the kid stayed somewhere else, would they be sad? Cause I'm like, Oh, get out of here. I need to have fun. You're not supposed to be here. Like I'd want them around, yeah, yeah. but then I'd have to put them to bed while there's a party going on. And it like, I almost had a Chuck E. Cheese because it was so much easier. They have beer. They have <laughs> uh, beer. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese they have gambling. Awesome. Like it would have been great. So either way, it uh, ended up being nothing. Um, Dad came over for a minute, 
uh alicia's parents came over for a minute and then um and then alicia made a an awesome ice cream cake because i like ice cream more than cake but she squished like cookies down and that was the bottom of the cake and then put ice cream on it um well you're 40 and you can eat dairy but the um the the whole existentialism of just turning 40 and aging and you reflect on where you're going to be or where you're going to be when you die and and i think that and i've talked to nate briefly about this today that all of us turning 40 has sort of correlated with us from talking about spooky whatever oddities and being goofy and trying to be fun at parties to suddenly we're astral projecting remote viewing and playing uh consciousness to our lives because yeah it's, it's i'm like, still what, i'm still pretty funny matters. at a party i'm just saying i think we're all still pretty funny at a party but like right. continue continue i, I understand um, your point so it really it worked out the birthday itself was wonderful and i have no regrets over it the two weeks leading up to 40 i gave up i drank every day yeah, uh, I might have had a couple of left-handed gummy bears. I was eating gummy bears on the left-hand path. Left-handed. <laughs> it's the gummy bears you keep in your left hand. But the left-hand path of gummy bears. It's that's nice. It's, interpret it how you will. Um, I ate whatever. I finished what the kids ate. I went and got I got a Whopper from Burger King for the first time. And just oh, you guys haven't know, had a, I haven't had a Whopper so in a long time. Dude, good. I eat Whoppers all the time. Dude, so good. I live in so rural good. Maine right now. There's no food except for like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, KFC. So That's the, it. I will say Burger King food, having sampled the kids' stuff and whatever, it's all trash. Their fries suck. Their chicken is weird. Everything sucks except the Whoppers. So fucking good. It the hits Whoppers all good. the spots. And Better the Impossible Whopper is also yeah. good. If you're I've had, I did have the Impossible Whopper. So anyway, I gave up. And then we had the cousin lake trip the weekend before and it was all of our cousins and it was a lot of fun and i ate every fucking thing raw cookie dough drank a ton i brought a 30 pack of bush and it was gone by like Ugh, nine o'clock day <laughs> and everybody was like oh look at my fancy ipa and i was like you suckers have fun drinking that at two in the afternoon and trying to stay awake past eight that's nine percent and so you get bush light that's all day drink yeah but the problem is the 30 pack of bush means that's a 60 pack of pee like there was also uh, another thing that inspired where I'm at right now is <laughs> I don't know if he listens or not, but our cousin by marriage, Isaac, he's always been very fit. And then he walked up and I was like, what the fuck, man? I didn't even say hello to him. I started squeezing his biceps and saying, are you juicing? Are you juicing? What is this? He's fucking huge. And he yeah. said, I do the exact same thing I've always done. It's four day a week workout I found in a men's magazine like eight years ago, but he changed his diet. All he does is count yeah. macros now and he's fucking huge. It's ridiculous. And so uh, I, I, I remember me. once I was t asking dad for advice on like how to like how to buy a suit or something, something like weird. Like, what are you talking to your dad about? But like. Uh, I was asking about different shirt sizes. He's like, just make sure you don't get athletic fit. I was like, what are you, what are you saying, Dad? He's like, those are meant for people like Isaac. <laughs> I was like, look, Dad, I'm pretty sure I could get an athletic fit shirt if it's to my size. Like, it doesn't like that. Just means it doesn't like billow in a way. Like, I will wear a larger athletic tied on tied on the stomach and loose on the arms. I know, right? right? Like, no, it's just it's just like a slimmer profile. I'm not saying he's like no that's that's really poor for people like isaac <laughs> that's <laughs> <was> hilarious like... <laughs> uh so, so uh on may so i turned 40 may 23rd 
on May 24th, I knew it was going to be, I'm not dealing with it. Oh, I got fancy beers for myself and they were not great. Um, no, they never are. No, as they I, never as are. I drink my like light domestic beer. Right. So on the 25th of May, I finished off the alcohol I had in the house. I ate the what I could of the ice cream cookie cake and finished off like food and things. And the next day, 1700 calories a day, max 150 uh, grams of protein minimum less than a hundred carbs. And I don't pay attention to fat. Um, so I'm on day 18 of doing that and I've been working out four to five days a week. So I'm sticking to it this time. Nice. How are you though? Like what's right. happened? What's like, what percentage um, of Isaac are you now? Are you like, I'm 2%? not there. I'm not there. 2% yeah. Isaac? I still have like... to lose. The progress is when I first started this seven weeks ago for the exercising, I maxed out at three pull-ups. I used to be able to do 10. Um, but now today I had a pull-up day. I did three sets of six. And so I'm getting oh. functional strength. The uh, Speaking of age, I'll say I work at, with the cardiology department at a hospital and I, I see a lot of unhealthy things. The, and the, I will say the most unhealthy thing you can do is nicotine in any form. Really? It's inflammatory, it, whether you dip it or vape it or smoke it. It opens, it makes the, the arteries more spongy and more susceptible to build plaque and more, mm. you're just going to have heart attacks mm. or strokes and all that. What was, what was the birthday candle I lit for your birthday, Tim? Your birthday cake, which was, it terrible. was the, wasn't it a regular candle? No, it was the, <laughs> you, I, put what skewer, did you I put a piece of paper towel and a skewer oh, oh, right. and stuck it on the cake. <laughs> it wasn't a it was a giant sheet of tiramisu that nate got at a restaurant supply store and so he he fastened a redneck candle that's right and then held it up so they sang happy birthday which was great and then i just grabbed a handful of the yeah. tiramisu and palmed it which was Tim a lot of fun shock shock caked his face he face um, caked himself face caked. the other thing to uh to justify our personalities and where we're at i would say maturity wise nate might be the most fun like he said in his brain he's 25 because that's when ella was born in my brain <laughs> i'm 30 because that's when jack was born and chris was 40 when his or 42 yeah, that's true that's a good so, point your maturity stops as soon as you have a kid because you're so yeah. busy paying attention to their life and making sure that they're provided for that you you hang on to yeah, wherever you, do, you, you don't get it. to mature anymore i like it Good you theory. you Good parked theory. your car at, at that spot and then now you're walking with the stroller and so when you come back to the car you're that's you're your never going to get a better car now because you're screwed and then one hospital story is why i brought it up i keep getting distracted it is um, about aging and i've told it on the podcast before i'm going to reiterate it here there is a 103-year-old that had a heart attack. And the cardiologist went down and was like, you need to come into the hospital. We need to treat you for a heart attack. And she was like, I'd rather just go home. And he said, yeah, but you could die. And straight-faced without even missing a beat, she said, so? Because <laughs> at 103, like, she's she's she seen could everything. could die going already. to the hospital. Like, He's yeah. good. But uh, just... Uh, saw her through it medically she was discharged walked out of there felt great so i don't know how i mean she's probably still kicking those years ago yeah um uh that we've was seen 10 90 year years olds, ago 90 year olds get uh bypass and they recover from it um and then we if i see somebody less than 50 anybody in their 40s or below i'm and i hate to admit it but i have to part of my bias is the younger people i'm like uh they're going to have problems that are not actual heart attacks. And it's 
so hard to deal with, or they have a lot of genetic issues and we do have to take care of it. But the, if you're 38 and you're coming in with chest pain, there's a chance it's real, but there most likely it's like something else. It's like reflux. And you're going to get mad at me when I tell you everything looks okay. Yeah. Uh, we had, we had to do a stress test on a guy that had chest pain because he chased after a greased up pig and fell <laughs> and hurt his chest. I love it. But he spilled a little bit of a troponin, which is a marker for a heart attack, essentially. Oh. And then, uh, and we're like, fine, we'll tell. But it was, it, it was pig pain. It was pig, piggy ribs, piggy rib pain. <laughs> piggy ribs. Um, I don't know. I, I this is a non sequitur in a way, but it has to do with age. When when you guys watch movies, I don't get to watch movies anymore. I haven't seen TV or movies since the baby were born. I are only. I know this is recorded, but are you are you okay, Chris? Like, no, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I'm just really tired. It's really hard right now. It's really hard right now. And we're gonna get through it, but fuck well, man. Yeah, I mean, you'll get through it and I know. I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna get wonderful. through it. I think. I mean he's, you will. A, he's a bit See, of an asshole. The fact right that you now. said I think I like the Chris is the one to worry about now. There's always one of the three of us that we have to worry about. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty, to... I, I mean, I'm pretty like wrecked. I'm pretty exhausted and tired. And like my job is this hard right now on a normal year. And now there's like this other thing and then there's no sleep. Um, no, my non sequitur to go back, uh, which has nothing to do with kids, but movies was when I watch TV and movies and there's an animal in it, I'm always like that animal's probably dead. <laughs> like it has a dog in it or a cat especially movies that, i mean even from the 90s you're like well that dog's clearly dead like that's i say that dog. out loud all the time like we we're watching clips of wishbone the educational right? dog it was like, like well, he's dead yeah like that but he was and, a time and, traveler and old dog. people too like not not like famous old people but just extras and stuff and i was like oh yeah this is the only time they were ever in a movie because they're just an extra and they're clearly dead because they look like they're like in their 90s and this movie I thought came that out in 1993 the librarian in ghostbusters there's no way she's still alive. right oh. no that's what i mean so i think about it a lot it's like every movie and tv that isn't contemporary like came out this year i'm just like the dog's dead that horse is definitely dead <laughs> like, <that's> like <laughs> of old age like maybe they had a great life but uh i don't know not that well, to give you i get I'll, I'll keep it a little more uh positive so by the way the the her name was alice drummond was the librarian and she was born in 1928 and died nice. in 2016 damn so pretty long i think she is dead but that's a lot she she hung I in there say, i don't know when tim watched that movie and thought that but it might have been before 2016 <laughs> yeah 2016 so, uh, is a good run for 1928 that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. pretty good. So uh, outside of that, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of something else, and that's going back to Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and he he always said, um, and you can find this in his lectures, that the Egyptians got it wrong, and they looked for eternity in death, and they mummified with mummification and the yeah, pyramids and everything. Everything was the, their, their view of infinity – uh and forever was death and he's like they got it wrong uh forever and eternity and everything is in this moment right now 
And what it's hard for us to perceive because in, in that's an, a concept of consciousness is that it's a timekeeper, right? Yeah. Like if you blacked out and you had a drunken night of being blacked out and you did whatever and what, Oh, what happened to me? Guess what? Your consciousness, you were doing stuff, but your consciousness wasn't there. It's like the timekeeper yeah. in, in eternity is happening right now in the moment. And uh, because you're, you can only perceive stuff in a linear fashion, you know, it's, it's like death is you're, you're, you're perceiving that as death is the expanding out into forever in all directions, but really your entire life is like, and yeah. if you, you can, you're, you're experiencing your childhood at this, if, if you, we think in, in linear time, but right now you're also, you're experiencing the totality of your life of being a child, of being an old man, of yeah. graduating, having a baby, whatever. Isn't that and the so, plot of Arrival? uh yes yeah yeah, uh, yeah that, that is the plot of arrival <laughs> that was an it? awesome movie or <laughs> everything everywhere all at once and all this uh, uh these it's hard for us to perceive it because we're only perceiving the moment right now but, yeah, because uh, that was advantageous to us as like monkeys right like like we had to survive and so we have a lot of like survival instincts and one of them is probably linear linear thinking right do like, do, but does it and maybe the linear thing is, is what's, what's well, going to no, kill but us that yeah. is well not what's killing us i mean maybe the experience maybe as we're separate think about uh, your consciousness as a separate being from your body yeah right? sure and like you are like, so you, if you're just this floating spirit, right, I'm not necessarily saying I believe all this, but sure, say sure. you're a floating like soul out there, whatever. Well, guess how do I grow? I need to have some stories. So do you watch a movie or do you drop into the movie and live through it? Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. like falling An into immersive, different things. immersive experience. It's like of a metaversal experience in like, yeah. But, but that allows you to have all those experiences of the life and you pop out and you're like, oh, that was cool. I grew a little bit. I learned that I don't like, you know, salmon or whatever. And then <laughs> you can hit another one and be like, you know what? You know, I feel like I developed a little more. Let me drop into another one and do the same thing. And what if you can do the same thing over and over, like with like the same body, maybe somebody else could like a different, like little global could write it through a few times. Like well, here's a different perspective thing. Like what if you were having a nightmare, but you were the one scaring somebody, you were the ghost in your dream. Right. And you're yelling at somebody and screaming and you have no control over what you do in dreams. Sometimes if it's not lucid, so yeah. you're constantly mm. like haunting this, this person. Yes. Or spectator haunting. are you a spectator in your dreams yeah. or a participant right? nobody knows but i'll say like we talk about hauntings and uh historically we've talked about rituals and banishment and ways to get rid of a ghost maybe it's just that person having a dream and you just instead of the seeing into some like crazy mystical thing that you're doing you just go through a series you create an environment where they wake up and they're like, oh, they're not there anymore because they they woke up from haunting you. Yeah. I, I, it, I dig it. I, I, t yeah. I think there's something like the characters when I lose a dream like two nights ago, like I kept bothering people because I, I wanted answers like because I have some job options. Right. I'm like, well, what's my next job? And I literally there were just like people walking like random people. And I was like grabbing and being like, hey, you listen to this for a second. I gave them they didn't want to listen to me. I was like, no, 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 no. hear me out. Here's like three or four different job options I have. And they're like, I, I don't know. That one sounds all right. And they're just trying to get away from me. 
to like keep walking at it or like do whatever. And I was Meanwhile, like, mm. there's like a retired couple in Des Moines, Iowa. It's like, I had the craziest. Oh yeah. This guy <laughs> kept asking for career <laughs> advice. Yeah. No, I tell I was you. Just it thinking was... the, like the, the streets, the astral streets of New York with all the aliens and the higher beings and they're just busy going back and forth in their job. And Nate's panhandling on the street. Hey man, I need a job. Tell me about these jobs. Yeah. yeah like, like in the subway or whatever. whatever, man, whatever. Oh, uh, yep. Anyway, uh, we got to start. Did you, Oh, wait, before, I think there's some horses in the distance, but we're not quite there yet. Chris, I need you to help out with something. Yeah, sure. Because there, there's an evolution of parenthood, and you're at the beginning, I'm the middle, and Nate's at the end. Since he has a college-age daughter, I have a, a almost six and a nine-year-old, which is really fun age, and Chris has a newborn. Chris, when you get on the other side of newbornism where mm -hmm. you have to start worrying about things like screen time and what they're watching. And then when you eventually give that up and let them choose whatever they want, <laughs> or you don't get the caring, I can tell you what your life will be. And it's going to sound like this. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so I'm going to send that to, to Chris now it is uh I'll say for our listeners that is called Waffle City and uh <laughs> our kids listen to it on repeat for a little while and they miraculously get over it and forget about it sometimes but I'll just be at um at work and I will uh quote this song uh it's by Perry Grip but then I'll just be standing there and somebody will just be like just walk and be like oh yeah do, 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 do. or I'll just quote it oh yeah I also meow a lot of songs because the meow mix remix meow mix remix uh so anyway there's an evolution of random stuff that you're used to doing with your kids that is seemingly normal and fun that you will uh apply to your life and it will be terrible for everybody around you but hilarious to you Uh, I will say this, though. I'm glad you had a kid for us. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. You, you, you used to tell a lot of terrible dad jokes, but now you can tell all the dad jokes you want because you're no longer a faux pas. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even wait till we got to the tavern for that no, one. I, this one, I wanted i had the worst joke on earth for the tavern so i figured okay. i figured right. uh I, I could go a couple of a couple dad jokes all out right like well, let's wrap it up so that, that's kind of our quick episode we didn't want to we didn't want to spend too much time on turning 40 because uh you'll know it when you get there we just wanted to uh officially welcomed him into the hellscape of middle age uh formally but uh maybe it's uh, a couple things what do we what should we do before we go to the tavern and uh try to well, barter maybe we should throw out uh some um indie podcast indie podcasters so uh i'd say look forward to the neat cast take on uap uh because i i think they were recording stuff and me and uh, eric slayer all up in there slater or all up in their uh discord going back and forth about um what's going yeah, on I've been, right now I've been, so. I've been snooping around the disc their discord at like four o'clock in the morning because i'm awake and tim is all up <laughs> in their discord uh so yeah so th that's a neat cast uh they're they're they make me laugh 
and it makes me wake up my baby so i have to stop listening to them and i listen to something else that's more slow and depressing um uh what else we got i i've been listening a lot to a couple things i love man i've been loving a lot of uh fictional mm. horror like uh um malefic um malevolent uh which is a great kind of I listen to uh, season one on that oh my god i love that show uh he has a new one out great just great stuff and i love euphemet i've been really getting into this kind of docu-series of paranormal stuff so i recommend i've that's just some of the stuff i've been spending my time with i'm gonna add some after i did a thing with f and culture about we, where we roasted mario i got introduced to you didn't ask for this mm. I'll send you some links. That one is worth listening to. Those two guys are hilarious. And you submit questions that are completely either mundane or useless, and they come up with incredibly detailed, entertaining answers to it. And oh, it's, nice. uh, they're definitely worth checking out. I've all, I'm all up in their business, too. I need to get out of podcasting other people's stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I get participation anxiety. And then a month later, I get like, I, I haven't participated in a while. I just overdo it. So I have sent them. <laughs> you binge and purge. I do. I have sent them many questions recently. Same with the neat cast. So I was trying to like not overly try to involve myself. I get, I get guilt about that. Um, anyway, so those there's shoes. I do hear something in the distance. And the door opening, we are now in a medieval tavern, and we must sample this ranch drink we've heard so much about. All right, you you two uh, travelers have been coming here for ages. At uh, least 40 years. That's a long time, and you have yet to pay for anything. I've, I think I gave you each a ranch drink to share last last one over a uh, Batman joke. So um, <laughs> that was a good joke. Uh, well, why do you remind the bartender of that joke? It was pretty good. <laughs> Whoa. What did uh, Batman say to Robin before they got in the car? What? Get in the car, Robin. <laughs> yeah, that earned you a ranch drink. It it's only so it's only good for one. It's only good. One drink. No, I, know, I, I have I have a short one and a long one. Which one do you want to hear first? Shorter. Well, one. I don't have one, so you're gonna you're paying I'll for my both. ranch drink. All right, this one better. this this one's for Chris because that that allows you to have a much needed drink. If it if it if it passed the I'll test, I'll beat it. What what uh what happened to the pig when he lost his voice? Uh, give me five seconds to think about this. What uh, happened to the pig when he lost his voice? Uh, he became a little horse. He was disgruntled. <laughs> okay. That's a dad joke for crap. Uh, I'll let you. Uh, I'll, I'll let you smell the ranch fruit. <laughs> All right. So this one. This one, Mary. I think literally groaned on it and said I couldn't say it anymore. So. Uh. This is this is my joke, and it's a it's a terrible long one. And, and the the value of a dad joke is how long you can stretch it out. So get, yeah, get, but it's not that do, long. Do be not keeping our ben bartender too occupied. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> see some other patrons down the bar. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this guy this guy went out with his friends drinking. He came back home. He was super drunk. He just went upstairs, dropped into bed, and he started to have uh, as he was falling into bed, he started to have some chest pains, and he as he's falling asleep, he sees this bright light, you know, and he's sure he's dead. And he's sure enough, he looks up and there's St. Peter at the end of his bed. And he's like, oh no, it's St. Peter. I, I'm too young to die. I'm sorry. 
you know, eat less cheeseburgers. I won't drink as much. I, I love my wife and kids so much. Is there any way, can I can I stay with them? And St. Peter's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Your, your time's up. He's like, is there anything you can do? I just want to watch my children grow and stuff. He's like, well, I guess I can send you back as a lesser animal if you want to see what your family's doing. It's no, no, no problem. He's like, well, there's a farm next door. Could you make me a chicken? And <laughs> so and they walk past to and fro from school every day. St. Peter's like, yeah, sure, why not? So snaps his fingers and uh the dude wakes up as a chicken and he's like pecking the corn and stuff but sure enough in the distance he could see his wife and kids walking to school and he's getting excited but there's this pressure building up inside him like in his butt or whatever he just feels like this immense pressure and he's like oh and this uh, rooster comes up and the rooster's like what's your problem and he's like oh there's this pressure i don't know what i'm gonna do he's like you're gonna lay an egg you need to lay the egg and he's like okay uh, and he lays the egg and then there's another egg it's like are there two eggs and the rooster's like sometimes i don't know you get two eggs and he like another egg and he sees his wife coming up the street and then she starts screaming his name and screaming at him he's like how could she recognize me i'm just a chicken and then he wakes up, his wife screaming at him, you shit the bed! You shit the bed, you ass, drunk asshole. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's, it's, uh, I'm going uh, to just take my it, smell and it, leave. Because it's petered I, out. Petered out, I'm, I told I'm you it was terrible. The, I'm putting the cork back on the ranch drink. I'll let you use the bathroom. And then <laughs> yeah, but you gotta drink get the faucet on the way out. eggs. He wasn't laying eggs. Yeah, we got there. He was no, pooping in the bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it uh, has been gotten. Um, okay, so that about wraps it up. If you yeah. have any age-related uh, quirks or milestones or advice to share, email it to wizard at dorfu.com, D-O-R-F-Y-O-U. Uh, tweet, tweet, yeah, tweet us at AO Podcast. We, we're kind of on Twitter more. I feel like our Instagram is starting to come around. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Chris is managing that. That's also at AAO Podcast, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I it think is. I think so, yeah. But the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> find it. Do some wizard stuff. I will say that we do listen to everybody's uh, tweets and emails and stuff, and we had some good ones. I'm glad people got a lot, a lot out of the Past Lives episode. We had a, a bunch yeah. of uh, listeners contact the uh, we've done, clairvoyant uh, we've, and stuff. We've had three completed referrals to dawn um the last one they sent a really nice email saying how much that um that that uh, experience that, how yeah. meaningful it was and that dawn did a cleansing afterwards and it really helped them through a hard time so that was a really cool email to get because uh, it's like our advice actually meant something and that was discovered through douglas bachelor too so he's uh, also worth checking out we, uh, what magic is this what magic is this podcast he uh is quite the historian and magician and has a lot of interesting things so he came on our show it's worth going back to check out if you haven't and um through his listener base which is massive we've able to uh we've been able to refer some people to dawn so um if if you need a past life reading go listen to that to learn what it is and then email us and we'll give you her contact info yep so Anyway, uh, that's this one, I guess. We're getting old. I gotta go to bed. Yep. Hey, you're just like a set of stairs, Chris. You're always up to something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh.